publication expert book author Rickless Hubble. What up my dude? Yeah how's it been man? It's been good. Uh, yeah my second book just came out like two weeks ago. Um, it's called Life After. The first one was kind of just like a short story collection but this one's actually like a proper novel kind of like you did. Yeah, 10 which is so different writing it and just having to like take the characters so far and not just having 12 pages with them. Yeah. Did you hit a part where you were just like almost lose the ties of like how to bring them together? Did you like storyboard it all so you're like, I know exactly every plot yeah. stuff, or did you change it? Uh, yeah, pretty much all that. I storyboarded the whole thing, and then like along the way, like have a really loose outline, but then every time I'd like finish, I, if I sat down to write, I'd write a whole chapter, wow. which are only like six pages or eight pages or something. But then like after finishing that chapter, I would just write a paragraph of like, okay, this is the immediate direction I'm gonna start with, nice. just so next time I you know hop on, I'm like ready to go. But I threw away the structure like a quarter of the way through just because I was yeah. like, it sucks to feel tied to it. And it's also like along the way, I'm like, I'm going to have way better ideas in yeah. the moment, you know? For me, as soon as I finish the majority of projects, I'm just like, all right, I hate it. Next one's going to be great. Do you feel that way or do you still like it? Dude, that's the, yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's the one of the things I actually wrote to like talk about was that it's just like what everybody says, like the satisfaction of finishing it. It's like, it's not yes. And then like three minutes later, you're like, okay, yeah. cool. And I'll be here in a couple of weeks. And then you're like, wow. And you yep. look at it and you're like, okay. And then somebody reads it and you talk to them about it. You're like, yeah. And yeah. then you're like, okay, I don't care. It's just barely ever. If anything, yeah. the most satisfaction is like the, the couple days leading up to finishing it. Cause you're yes. like, bro, I'm so, oh yeah. You know. But then that for writing, that also involves editing, which is like fucking hard and just Editing's kind of a drag. Yeah. Thank but, God for Adderall. <laughs> I know. Definitely for that. And for writing too. It was nice. But I don't know. I just kind of, it's like what everybody says. You got to like enjoy the journey and it is really fun. It's just fun to have some long-term thing that you're just kind of working on casually. I couldn't agree more. Are you going to write another one? Probably. I'm probably going to take a while off from writing. And then I'm, if, when I hop back on, I'm just going to do like some short stories to kind of get back in the vibe. Cause what I realized was when I was writing the novel, like often Mm -hmm. I just was getting so much better at writing. You know what I mean? Where I would like look back over the chapter. I'm like, shit, that's already pretty put together you know what I mean the first couple pages of both of the things that I put out are garbage I'm like I should have just gone back and rewritten it I know I rewrote the first two chapters because they were so bad and you don't know the the tone of the story you're going for not at all or the characters voices yeah yeah, it's embarrassing for me um but yeah I texted it to you a while ago and I just want to say like I hated podcasts and I hated EDM until we were living together and you're like bro they're kind of tight and I'm like they can suck dick and then just like a year later eventually I'm like all right I'll check out Joe Rogan and now I'm podcasting and making EDM Mm -hmm. music so that's incredibly tight yeah EDM is I don't even know the list of music anymore but EDM is awesome that's so funny I went through that phase everyone gives you shit when you're just like I don't know I'm just not really my friends Cam they're like what are you okay I'm (laughs) like I'm fine I just enjoy listening to a podcast or whatever on my way to work you know uh music sometimes not enough like signal like not enough input like yeah. you just want it more like a, a pod a good podcast when you're in the mood to be really stimulated it just gets you so much more music just seems like like a mono flatlining thing yeah no it totally doesn't yeah it doesn't bring you that point of stimulation and it's just nice 
sometimes it's nice to just zone out and just listen to something casual and mm-hmm. maybe not be in your head, you know? It's like yeah. watching TV or whatever. It's like letting other people think for you. Yeah. It's just like listening to a cool conversation and going to work and you learn something along the way yeah. rather than just like having background music and driving in traffic and just kind of looking around and be like, wow, life, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's weird thinking all the time. If anything, I think... Adderall is almost good for meditation in that sense that like I think a lot more during Mm -hmm. the day like I literally have more energy to even think Mm -hmm. which I don't know I think it's a good thing but like have you ever fallen asleep watching TV or something just with some sort of noise on? I haven't done it in a year but I did it literally last night yeah I fell asleep and woke up at like four with the TV still on and it I yeah it's kind of cool sometimes like yeah. I almost never it's do cool it cool to be that tired yeah Kenzie kind of got me into it and then it's like sometimes you're just like I don't know I just want to watch TV until I fall asleep and it's just mm-hmm. it is a nicer way of like because sometimes you shut, shut everything off and you're like laying in bed and it's just like eerily quiet it's just like whoa it's dead silent out man yeah I'm like a turn brain into sleep mode kind of guy like I'm not tired until I like turn my brain to tired Boom. mode lights off crank it yeah wipe off and, then, and you're good and then I'm like good at going like <laughs> straight into sleep yeah. Kim hates me for it because I can fall asleep in like three minutes but I have to like turn the key and you know like yeah. go to sleep otherwise I've been staying up till every weekend I get up go to sleep at like 11 on weekdays and get up at like 7 but on weekends I stay up to like 4 it's yeah. so great and just play smash oh <laughs> it's so good that's crazy you have 150 hours that's 5 days almost 6 days oh it's the greatest game nice. ever dude uh, yeah I, that Nintendo Switch was the best purchase I ever made I know it's such a weird thing because you're literally spending money to waste time Mm because it's not like productive but you just can't be productive all the time I hate that grind motto for sure it's also so fun and it almost does feel kind of productive because it's like a thing I literally care about getting better at that game like I'll watch it's like maybe with you with Call of Duty how you were like I was watching videos about how to be better and how to do this and these different techniques and literally practicing. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. Like the competitive aspect yeah, of I it. I got into that with StarCraft. Call of Duty was literally just like turn my brain off and just and fucking just, yeah, arcade just Twitch shooter for okay. a while. Um, just because you were playing it so much, I thought you might like have gotten into that. Well, part of that was like, it was kind of during COVID. Um, oof. I'm drinking a kombucha, so I'm going to burp a couple times. Sorry, people. Um, it was like a way of like t- hanging out and talking with people while just kind of like oh, doing something together. Oh, you just talk to the lobby and stuff? Yeah, no, just talk with Alan. Me and oh, Alan nice. would game for hours every it's night. It helps so much to have a homie. I it just does. play with Alex every night, yeah. yeah. If you didn't have a homie to play with, video games are half as good. No, I don't ever really play alone unless it's like a casual single player game. But like yeah. Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is one of the greatest games in the fucking Nerd. ever. Yeah. I know, it's so good. <laughs> I'd never played a Zelda game. Anyway, it's a game that you're supposed to play single player but me and him literally just started it at the same time and would just do every single thing together so we'd be like oh you see that canyon off to the right and yeah. we would just like go there together even though, even we're though you're on houses. separate ones oh, yeah and it cool. was so cool and then nice. we just wait for each other if they get stuck on a boss yeah. or something it was so fun okay that's cool as fuck yeah. completely non-related but just looking at you you look like the thinnest i've seen you have you lost weight? Yeah, I was Adderall, and I didn't work out for three months. Dude. You don't like eating on Adderall. I don't like. I'll no. eat one or maybe two. I was also that. going for it. I'm like, I'm just gonna lose weight. So when I get back into lifting, I'll, I'm like 180. You're one. You've lost 25 pounds. It was like 19 dude. or 18 pounds since I started. Yeah. Holy shit! Are you gonna keep going? I mean, you're. you're I'm, no, now where I've really noticed again. it is your neck is like. I'm I know. Like, you have a neck now. I know, dude. I have a chin, kind of. That's so not funny. fully. Is Kim grateful, or is she just like fatten up, bro? She's like, you know, just like a mom, like, oh, you're skinny. That's such a thing. You Gain need to weight again. I'm like, I'm I really fine. think that women Still want us to weigh body. more so that they look like they weigh less in comparison. Yeah, I know. Like, she's convinced. Thick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm finally the gym opened up again, but I'm super kind of like uh, 
just torn about it because it's kind of sketchy yeah going to a place like that it's like a co-bed hotbed especially where i'm at yeah but it's also just worth it it's so nice and plus my gym closed down there was like eight uh-huh. locations and they're like yep we're done we ran oh, out of wow. money sorry and it's i'm crazy. like the fuck you've been yeah. charging me this entire time saying that i can get three months when everything starts up again but they just transferred my membership to like 24 hour fitness which is super nice up there it's like dixon where it's like swimming pool basketball courts sauna and they the same price and i get like a free for all that time that yeah it's really cool yeah not to jerk off adderall too much but taking it and working out for me i was never a runner i started running bro Uh because i could run maybe a mile or two miles with my whole life i ran four miles on it like four eight minute miles that's crazy and then i'm like I looked up the, the guy who ran a marathon in two hours. I'm like, what was his pace? And it was like 4.50. I'm like, or 4.30. I'm like, I doubt I can run that. But I want to sprint a mile to see what I can get. And I got just under six minutes. I got like 5.45. And I was like, that's cool. It's that's still crazy. like, if you look up like a peak high school athlete, I'm still like 40 seconds slower than them. So yeah. it's like nowhere good. But for me, I'm like, you know what? I'm fucking happy that I could run below a six minute mile. If you can do an eight or better, I mean, that's really cool. Because yeah. that's like all the entrance exams for different things, you know? Not, have you ever yeah. considered going to the military? Like a small part of you and just ever been like, fuck it. No, if I had a different like life circumstances, you know, like if I wasn't great at school and if I didn't have parents that could help me out, yeah. I think it's a really cool option, especially because mm-hmm. me and you would probably test pretty high and be able to do like, and I just think about like Zach Lavelle. He just went, aced the test, and then now he just works for the NSA on supercomputers and makes like 100 grand a year, and he's our wow. age. Yeah. That's killer. The whole thing about that, and I know you're a big proponent of work, especially lately, though. It's big been a proponent of work. It's been a big it's been a big balance between like, I'm like, OK, well, the world might not be around in like five fucking years or but like I got a plan to be 80 years old. So it's like, I mean, doesn't it really seem you're like, OK, like all of life as we know, it could kind of be over in the next decade. Mm-hmm. Shit's going crazy. Or I could shift to a place where I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. I want to just go off in the forest with the homies. Yeah. So <laughs> I know. Right. Even though that's just your fucking chill. book, man. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I think about that sometimes. Like, why am I feeding into the world so much if it's going to go away? But then if everybody felt like that, it'd collapse anyway. So. Yeah, good point. And I like going there. It's fun. It's like, I actually like working at that place. See, that's the cool thing. You do work that actually so means lucky. something. Yeah. And I didn't, I, yeah, I want to talk about that too. I did not know if that mattered. I just, like, Jordan Peterson says, if you don't, <laughs> you don't find meaning in your work, then you'll just be depressed. I'm like, okay, that probably matters got a job that I could drive a ton of meaning from and it, yeah it 100% makes it so much better because then if you're like oh like fuck that I'm doing that boring task again damn it I'm like okay well what's like the direct effect of this oh it's gonna like save somebody's life you know so yeah. it's totally worth it like that I do think about that often so it does make it more worth it yeah I don't know I'm getting there but it's just I don't know man life's a weird thing last night it's fun man I promise it's I not bet. bad um, Shut up. I know, obviously, being a podcast host and just that'd be the dream. Work, of course. Yeah, the whole thing with all this shit is I'm like, you just have to be like just famous or well known before you ever like make a career. As, yeah. As and I was talking, it came about you yesterday, and I was like saying, go for it. Of course. This yeah. is the perfect time. 
what else? It's going to be impossible to get a job anyway. Just go 100% yeah. into this. But just know if it doesn't work out, this is a sweet gig. Like yeah. if you find something you like, it's, yeah. n- it's great. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm holding. And I just have gig work that I'm like, I can make way more than whatever, 10 or 12, 15 bucks an hour, only like a couple times, like a week or a month. So I'm like, it's just sucks to be working. Cause I got a, a job for a couple of days here and there. And I'm just like working there. I'm like, bro, I could be making like three or four times this at this other gig, but it's just really insecure or like uneven yeah. work. So I'm just like, you know, for now, I'm just going to enjoy life. And then like, bottom line, if I were to just get a job where I'm like, I'm just going in, making a living, selling eight hours of my day to make some money, I would have to do it in Hawaii. Why would I? I definitely wouldn't be somewhere like, uh, I'm not going to call it any places, but like the mid- middle of the America is just mm-hmm. like, you know, because like people are like, well, it's so expensive to live in Hawaii. I'm like, people there work minimum wage jobs and live. So I'm like, I'd rather live there, Plus, man. what do you need, man? We lived in a shitty house in Corvallis. And, and we're happy. Yeah, loved I'm it. in an okay apartment now and I love it. Like, if I've learned anything too, it's just like everybody says, it's not, you, you are selling away eight hours of your day each day. So you better fucking love it yeah. or like it even. Yep. And the money doesn't really matter because you don't get that much time to spend it anyway. Mm-hmm. And if you're waiting for the weekend, like I've had a couple weeks where I've, you know, really cool things I'm doing that weekend. I'm kind of waiting for it. It, it kills you. It sucks. Yeah. So it's like, even if you make a shit ton of money, you don't have that much time to spend mm-hmm. it. It's not really worth that, you know? That is a big thing, though. Like, just from, like, the kind of stouts where I, like, got a job for a week here and there, it makes you just, like, so much happy about the time you do have off. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I mean, you probably oh, noticed yeah. it when you had, between college and getting this job, all the time. Just, so sad. Yeah. yeah. It's not sad <laughs> for me, but it just becomes, I'm like, oh, I can just throw away an hour here and there. Yeah. Whereas it's like, I don't know, man. But lately, and I think... Adderall does it because before I ever took it, I'd look at busy, quote unquote, busy people. And I'm like, but what do you do that's productive? Like a a week from now, you can look back and be like, I did that. It was productive rather than just being busy. And I think I've been turning more into a busy person, which I really don't like. Like I'm always like, oh, I'm juggling five things and I'm doing these things. I'm like, but what am I actually doing? Yeah. That's the one downside of it for me. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Because I like doing new stuff and I've been like getting really into the digital art thing. But then you finish a cool project and you look back and you're like, well, that was like just a fun distraction and I got a little bit better at something, but what is it really leading towards? You know, I'm not trying to be a professional writer. I don't even want to do that. It was just a fun thing want to? to do. Bro, no. you wouldn't want that. If, if you made 40 grand a year off your book, you wouldn't be like, all right, I'm just writing books for my whole life now. Yeah, maybe that'd be cool, but I'm not chasing that, you know? No, yeah. So it's just like a fun thing to do. And then you come out on the other side a little bit better. You gain some skills. You learn how to like stay dedicated to a cool project. You know, it's, makes you a better person, but it's not, if I think too much about like trying to be productive with it, it's just not fun. It no. just feels like work. Yeah. And that's exactly how I feel about EDM. It's like, cause I didn't really have one. Like I was doing the podcast and honest to God, a small part of me was like, I'll call it at episode hundred and then just not do anymore. But I'm like, the whole thing I really like doing about podcasting is under no other circumstances would I speak to a hundred different people in a year for an hour mm-hmm. and meet those different people. It's like what Joe says, yeah. And yeah. I don't get to see you ever, ever that often, but yeah. me and you just come and actually just sit down and mm-hmm. look at each other and talk for an hour. I was telling Kim that too. It's such a cool way to like for reconnect with a friend. It is. And then go hang out with Salas and Griffin. And it's talking a lot. Like, I mean, we usually talk like this, but it's talking a lot differently to people. Like, how many times do you sit down to like talk with someone and actually have a goal of like having it be a fun, engaging conversation rather than just like, shooting this shit for an yeah, hour. Yeah, for sure. Like trying to make, yeah. yeah. Not con- interesting content, but like having an interesting conversation. Yeah, like as soon as, like we were talking for a half hour before I pressed record, 20 mm-hmm. minutes, and then as soon as I did, like it just definitely changes because mm-hmm. it has to change. We can't just be shooting the shit about stuff that no one else would understand the references to, obviously. For sure, but yeah. it, it is interesting. It's weird because 
not the majority, but a good amount of the time that I see you now is talking in a podcast. It's so cool though. Cause that's yeah. like how me, that's your, like our relationship anyway, is just like crazy conversations. I'm like, all right, see you in six months, you know? Yeah. And that's fine. You know, it's, We've never been like hangout people anyway mm -hmm. when we were like living together. We would mm -hmm. like reconnect and be like, and then yeah. like turn away. My one sad thing is right after we graduated, me, you, Sass and Griffin should have hung out more. Like mm -hmm. that summer, I think we were just sick of each other. Living with people that you really like for a, a couple years, like you do just, the little things really piss you off. I swear to God, since I've moved out, I haven't filled a cup up to the brim since I left. I was doing <laughs> it just to piss Griffin and you off. <laughs> just for people listening. Every time I'd fill up anything with water, or juice, or anything, I would literally fill it up to the brim where if it tilted even a one degree, stuff would spill. Because Griffin, I'm not gonna even call him out, but I am. Griffin <laughs> cannot stand it. Yeah. And I was just like, bruh, this is just fun to mess with. I mean, do you, in your relationship, do you ever just like push buttons for fun? Not like big ones, like, oh, you're fucking this, like an actual uh, insecurity. With friends, not with Kim, but just with really, friends. You probably yeah. have a much better relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't really. She's way chiller than me. If anything, I'm like, uh, chill out, Rick. What? That's She's so just funny. like has that hangout. I was going to talk about that too. She has that like hangout personality. And it's so nice to have people like that because yeah. I'm not really that, but then I can get closer to it. Where it's just like, maybe they're just sitting on the couch on their phone for 20 minutes chilling while I'm cooking or something. And mm -hmm. that's fine. Yeah. You don't have to be talking and interacting with each other the entire time. They're just chilling. Mm -hmm. And me and you don't have that, dude. I mean, you probably mm -hmm. have that with Kenzie, but we don't have that like with other people yeah it's crazy it's like no. we're like hang out and like interact and then i'm like go over yeah. here but it's nice to just kick it and share a comfortable silence and just chill like Silas. Silas and is a chill hang. out person silas, is a silas chill might out be person. one of my favorite so people in the whole world yes yeah. absolutely but um yeah i don't know it's just really weird to think back because like oftentimes like when i see a photo or something of us kicking it like i've never had that up until now where i look at a previous part of my life i'm like man that was so fun i wish i could relive that but now i actually have a part of my life i, I think mm -hmm. about that where i'm like damn i really hope once i die at the end of my life i get to relive it mm -hmm. so i can live back those years again because it was just so much fun you know yeah we were smart though we would say all the time be like remember this guy didn't help. this is fun it didn't help at all because <laughs> it know? just passes but yeah. we should just take more videos and pictures and stuff like i mean I got a bunch somewhere. I'll save them all to a folder. Do it and put them, send them to the Snapchat. But what Kenzie and I did in Hawaii where I just took videos, I posted like a four minute one to Instagram or whatever, but mm -hmm. I have a 50 minute video of just like us getting out. Like I would never do it like, oh, we're at the top of a mountain. Look at us. Like, like the, I wouldn't, it's casual stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't steal the greatest moments of the trip, mm -hmm. but just like us going into the store, like just like the small things that are really fun to remember. I have a 50 minute video of our Kauai That's trip because cool. of that. So I'm like, I want to almost start doing that with real, like regular life mm -hmm. just every year. Like, all right, here's 2020 in a 10 or 20 minute video. Like just being able to go back and mm -hmm. see life because you hear so that crazy. guy's tiger's gonna start vlogging. I'm not gonna, I'm not, <laughs> that's so funny. I'm gonna be that fucking dude now. Yeah. No. Hey guys, I'm here at the blah, 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 blah. How you doing? No. Yeah. I, uh, I made a video like that too for the road trip me and Kim went on. It's like five minutes just thrown together with like a cool song behind it. Mm -hmm. And we watch it like every three months or something. It's just so cool. I, I love that. That is cool. Just for people listening, I have the world's squeakiest chair. I'm sorry about this, but this one leaned back better. I'm like, I have the worst posture when I talk to guests. Yeah. So well, it's weird having the mic over here. Mm -hmm. you know, do you want it? Way back. I don't know. Just I'd want to be able mouth. to lean back. <laughs> be able to, oh, this is actually not bad. Yeah. I, I looked into it because I was talking to Steve. Steve Chesh is up here. Mm -hmm. um, Chesh? Steve Chish. Sis? Sis. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. And His I went on a hike with him and he's like, yeah, I spend so much of my life sitting because he obviously just works a job where he sits for like eight to 10 hours a day. He's like, so I'm going to invest in like a really nice, like a Herman Miller chair, which are like $1,000 chairs. I'm like, 
you know, if it lasted your whole life, that's actually a really good idea. But I'm like, I looked up Joe Rogan's chair. So I'm like, he sits in it three hours a day, fucking five cool days a week. Thing, yeah. um, well, it's like a saddle chair. Like your feet, your legs kind of go off the side. It's almost like a saddle for a horse. I'm like, that's actually really interesting. Hmm. I don't know. It's weird yeah. spending money. Just just the balance between spending money on shit you enjoy now or saving money. Like you were even talking about getting in the stock market. I'm like, bro, if you have $1,000, you should honestly just spend it on long-term shit that you'll enjoy for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like more money. That's so <laughs> funny, but it's just... I'm so glad I didn't, though, dude. My cousin's, like, deep in stocks, and he's actually a financial advisor over here, and he actually just bought a house, like, a week ago, which is so fucking So working crazy. out decently well for him. Yeah, and he's 23. Oh, wow. But anyway, so he's really into that, and we were chilling last night, and he was telling me about how the whole stock market is, like, overvalued right There's now. There's no way. It's, it's no way. It's going we up. It's the, going up. It's, yeah, it's impossible. Even it though, tanked, yeah. and then it's been climbing even though everything's going yeah. to shit. Your gyms went out of business. Yes. A bunch of... 30% of small businesses they think are going out of business. How? How is it going up? No. So it's all overvalued and just up on stilts and it's going to fucking crash. It's terrifying. So And everybody, they're calling it like the Robin Hood crash because mm-hmm. everybody's like, ooh, the stock market crashed. Time to get on Robin Hood. Yeah. Just like me. Yeah. And they're just inflating it and it's it's freaky. Yeah. But if you could have called it, you could have made a lot of money going up and then know, you can make just short. more money when the stock market goes down than when it goes up. Yeah, just by shorting Not even shorts. So, so shorting is just when you sell it now and you buy it back later from like mm. the, the thing, but oh. buying puts. That's it, like you're betting on them failing. Yeah. Yeah. Buying puts like for every one contract you buy, you're buying a hundred of the stocks. So if it goes down 5% one day, you times 10 your money. If you can guess it right. And if not, you lose it. So I'm like, cause that's why I did right during coronavirus when it was kept crashing and crashing and it was like, all right, the peak case, I'm like, all right, I'm going to short the, I'm going to uh, literally buy puts like weekly out of the money puts. Um, for a week ahead, and that's the exact week that the stock market did better than it has since 1930. I'm like, how? Yeah. How did it go up so that much? So I lost the money because I'm like, man. There's just no way it makes it through. It's such a weird, intangible, fake thing anyway. Such a weird time. Yeah. Going back, I, I don't mean to jump around a bunch, but we're both probably on that wavelength right now. Uh, I was like, you have to be famous to start a podcast. But just two days ago now, Rob Lowe started a podcast mm-hmm. called... Uh, I, I saw it. I don't remember yeah, the Yeah, and his yeah. first guest is... Chris Pratt, the worst podcast I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. It was like, wow. This doesn't mean you're going to be good at it, but I bet yeah. a bunch of people listened. Yeah, exactly. But I'm like, holy, like, that was a brain dead conversation. I love those, both those people. It made me like it less, even though like, seriously, random podcaster number seven can usually have better conversations than that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I always thought that like, oh, movie stars are probably just all vapid and stuff was like over said just because I think people are bitter where they're like, oh, if they're doing better than me, they got to have some sort of downfall. But I'm like, oh, it's kind of real. killing it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird to like see people who are really wealthy and didn't really do anything for it. Like exactly like the person I was talking to you about mm-hmm. where it's like there is some sort of like jealousy in you where you're, or, uh, enviousness in you where you're just like man why couldn't that have been me that would just be so sick because wouldn't you say probably the biggest thing in your life is like if you could get money problems solved you wouldn't have any other thing you'd complain about i don't know man i mean i was having like sad parts of your life nothing can like change it you could be chilling on a beach in hawaii and be sad you know it's just weird it's just like what everybody says you know the whole money doesn't buy happiness thing I'm, what about all these celebrities that kill themselves and all that? I don't get that, dude. Exactly. You know, it's because it's Ugh. the same as this. You just get it just yeah. normalizes, and suddenly you're just eating breakfast, and you're sad, and you're sitting over in the sun, and you're sad. It's like, but dude, if Avicii's family's listening to this, I'm sorry, or all the Avicii fans, but I'm like, the fact that he killed himself because his family said, yeah, I'm yeah. like, bro, just fucking quit, bro. You have mm-hmm. all the money you need. Like, he's like, oh, the fans were counting on me, and he was the tour manager just kept pushing him. I'm like. 
you were really good looking in your 20s and rich as fuck and a top, take 10 years off. Mm-hmm. Nothing bad is going to, just things like that. But I think people get so caught up. Like, have you ever taken a step back? Like, especially something like MDMA or DMT can really like make you yeah. take a step back. But you're in the momentum of yeah, your life. Yeah, where was I going with that? So mm-hmm. I get the momentum thing, but it's like, I don't get it, man. Um, a good, it's funny that you actually literally mentioned the beach because uh, one of my previous guests, sorry to all my other guests, but this might be one of my favorite guests. Not my favorite episode because we had to do it over Zoom, but he's this guy who graduated from Stanford and he's literally, the things he's like, he works at this company called QRI. The top things he's working on is one, how to uh, create anti-tolerance drugs so you never have to increase your uh, tolerance for opiates so mm-hmm. you can stay on opiates for the rest of your life. Um, and the second one is uh, how to reproduce the effects of MDMA and DMT without any substances through the use of like multiple sub packs and lights um, that mm-hmm. flashing just to try, to try to get your body in the right frequency. And so he hosts these weekly uh, your state of choice because it's not like you don't have to be drunk. And in it, they're just talking about uh, nootropics and stuff like that. And he for some reason chronic pain got brought up he's like well once you take into account that 20 percent of all people have chronic pain and seven percent of all people have a six or higher on the threshold like pain scale which is exponential so they're in such bad pain that they can't focus on anything else you look at a picture of 100 people or you know thousands of people on a beach and you think seven percent of those people literally can't think about anything except their chronic pain and 20 percent of them are experiencing it you're like whoa those pictures look a lot different than everyone's just chilling relaxing on a beach you know mm-hmm. It's so much, man. I mean, are you still in, in pain, like your shoulder or anything? Uh, just because I didn't work out for so long. Yeah, but now that I'm back in the gym a little bit, it feels a lot better. Yeah. It's amazing how much better that makes me feel. That's just something I have to do. Yeah. I mean, like, you might not be the same way, but, like, for me personally, it's just, I just need to do it. Yeah. I feel like my soul return just mm-hmm. from using my body more, you know? 100%. Yeah. You just walk around differently, too. Even the little amount of things. Honestly, if I had a, a really good deadlifting setup, a pull-up setup and just walking, I would be the healthiest I could be. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really think I need all those other things, but deadlifting is like a must. Mm-hmm. But uh, back to DMT. It's like Steve complaining about his back and sitting all day. It's like, I sit a decent amount. I feel great, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's I mean, I'd probably stand a lot more than him, but. <laughs> yeah, but I think he has a standing sitting desk, which yeah. helps, but you don't do shit standing up. It's just, yeah. you just don't. Um, we never got to talk about it because the whole time, like when I was like making it and using it was when we oh, were DMT. up in Corvallis. And at that time you hadn't really used it. But now this is situations have changed where I haven't necessarily used it in a handful of months. But you recently tried it. I never had a, a tiger phase where I did it like a lot. <laughs> all the fucking time. Yeah, all the fucking time. But I have my homie Alex wanted to try it a lot and then we did Molly together and like halfway through it he's like we should try DMT and I'm like of course let's do it did it outside sitting down just because I'm like I'm not gonna feel this as much felt it a ton in the day yeah felt it a ton trees fucking pixelated looking around close my eyes awesomeness great feeling and then later that evening oh actually first of this come down from the Molly feel like kind of shitty you know I didn't even take that much Oh my God, yeah. dude. I'm going to make a post on the subreddit or something. Send. The second I started to come down, he's like, oh my God. Because he'd never done it before, Molly. So he's like, God, I feel kind of shitty. He's like, we should do some DMT because it makes your body feel so much better. I'm like, you're an idiot. That would suck Like to do this psychedelic when you're sad and feel like shit. Did it, back to normal. Yeah. And it's worked again. It's mm-hmm. fucking crazy. That's it's like the fix all. Yeah. I'm never going to have a come down from that again. Um, but so but later really in the quick, evening. out in the daylight, isn't it almost just like a really high amount of mushrooms that only last like eight minutes? Yeah. yeah it's not, it's sure. not anything crazy. So later in the evening, I 
we both like lay on my bed and like dim the lights okay. really low. And, yeah, okay. <laughs> and hit it, you know, like both a lot at the same time. And I'm just gone. And it's, I don't know, I wrote it down somewhere, but it's just kind of like immediately, it was so nice because I just immediately just went pew and was just gone in such a great way. I didn't have to go through like taking off in yeah. the rocket ship. Was and it dark or on. did you see like It light? was just a little, there's a little bit of light, yeah. but I had my eyes closed. Mm. And you then kept I was them closed. I could never. That's why IKEA have everything pitch dark. I cannot keep my eyes really? closed. I'm seeing. I'm like, this can't be real. I open my eyes, and it immediately grounds me to see. Like, oh, that's yeah. why I recognize. I was probably like 70 percent closed, and then that's the last bit, little bit I opened it. But then I closed them again for like a couple seconds, and I was just back there, and I was like, whoa, that's cool how it worked. But it was like the big Lebowski, and he was just kind of flying over the city, and the da na na na. It was like that. But I was on my back, just looking at like these massive, <clears throat> like arena hexagons just going like chink chink like pistons kind of chink chink yeah. with for some reason it's always like red green and blue i'm sure it gets way crazier and i'm sure i was just kind of like touching the threshold of how insane it could get but it was way more than i'd ever experienced and it was just so nice i immediately when i came out of it i just said it's like i feel like i was laying on a beach in the sun i had my hands behind my head and i was just flying it was yeah. so cool and then i did it a few more times that night never got to that place but just mm-hmm. had more fun and then I've just been doing it like casually since and haven't gone for it again. I don't know why. I just don't really I've really think noticed about that it. the higher dose you take, the easier it gets. Like, because at some point, I swear to God, I know I, I say it so often, but if you do it in the pitch, pitch, pitch dark and a really high amount, you cease to exist. It's, mm-hmm. And that's only happened to me like four times. It's almost hard to do. Like, if you don't just cease to exist, you get like the most crazy 3D mm-hmm. everything. But like, those, those four ceasing to exist moments have hands down been the most transformative and interesting times in my life where I'm like what the fuck but if I do it outside just like you in the daylight like I can take an unbelievably high amount and I'm still like I'm still here still looking I still feel my body the weirdest part though that I had never experienced yet was even though I didn't cease to exist or go super deep feeling my like consciousness reload into my body and like ching 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 like loading program Rick and then like opening my eyes and be like oh yeah was the weirdest thing ever dude that was not in a bad way. It was just like, whoa, that's something that I can shift yeah. around. Like, you know, it's that was surreal. so weird. But I don't, I don't know why. I don't have any reason to not do it more often. I just don't. It's not yeah. even a fear thing anymore. That was incredible. And even the bad experiences I've had, it just goes They're away in five word. minutes. Exactly. It's fine. I just like, I don't know. But it is like rolling dice need, where like you can get bad and good experiences. For sure. You know, I need to just set aside an evening and plan on doing it because I never feel the spontaneous urge to do it. So yeah. that might be it. Um, honestly, God, I've just found taking Kratom like a half hour beforehand just to have the euphoria of it mm-hmm. to be really nice. Not alcohol. I've never tried it, but from what I read, people are like, it can make you throw up. But that was another thing that happened with the QRI. Like, because uh, it's like a Harvard Zoom meeting where like there's like 20 people who are all like just, I don't know how I got able to get into it. But they were talking about the difference between NN and 5-MeO-DMT. And he, uh, he Frog was like, versus what we do. Yeah. Toad. Yeah. <laughs> so he was like, uh, NNDMT is like a uh, infinitely different, like, uh, I think people call them like pseudo crystals or whatever, like where it's, it's not like this nice, uh, fucking, what do you call it? Like symmetrical, mm-hmm. perfect thing. It's like, that's why DMT is so interesting. Like exactly when I was taking it a bunch, I was like, it's just like a really interesting book that I just want to read more of. It was how I'd kind of describe it. It was like, it's almost like the book of me and how I work and how the universe works. And because that's how it feels, it's always different. It's always like, it's just like, you can just follow it. Like, I don't know if you've ever gotten it, but DMT, it gets you to, to go somewhere by like, you just get interested and you just keep yeah. falling into it until that's you forget about yourself. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what that's like. But then he's like, 5-MeO DMT is the opposite, where it's just like, your body just starts vibrating 
in the exact pattern that it's meant to. Uh, like you just everything is exact, perfect, symmetrical. Like it's it's almost like if DM, NNDMT makes things more complex, this makes things more simplified. He's like you'll feel your body vibrating, like bad thoughts, things, chronic pain and stuff, kind of like just le like vibrating away. You're just becoming like, and I'm like, that's the craziest, most interesting thing ever. So. That is yeah. definitely on my list of things to go somewhere in Mexico or wherever where they have the toad. And I know. I watched the Hamilton Morris show about the toad episode. How fake was that? I was super <laughs> fake. But just seeing people like fall onto the river and puke and stuff, yeah. I'm like, ay. But everybody says that about everything and it's never happened exactly. to me. Like DMT <laughs> is a lot. Like, chill. I don't see aliens and stuff on DMT. Do or you? even like people like, oh man, I puke every time I take mushrooms or watch yeah. out, you might puke on DMT or this and that. Yeah, Maybe it's I just not. Don't have that. But another I'm probably thing wrong, but. is Andreas was like, so if you take a really high, too high of amount of 5-MeO DMT, you get the whiteout where you're completely incapacitated. That's, That's when you I've can throw. Heard, yeah. And he's like, so I've never done that. I've done it, you know, a hundred times or something. I always take um, an amount that you just like can meditate with, mm. and because that just like just really realigns your body. And I'm like, dude. That and that's the whole reason why, I, like, I told this to the this, the Wums Snapchat, where I'm like, I need to get a sub pack. It feels like it's realigning your body. Like massagers, they're like, yeah, they help because they knock everything out. It's almost like a massager, but imagine it just like resets like your body's frequency. Like a lot of people who have experienced PTSD of something, like if someone's raped, they can often feel disconnected from their body, and because it helped them at that time to disconnect from your body yeah, a little bit. Yeah, makes sense. And that's like maybe the stemming of a lot of chronic pain and all these things. So just some way of where you're, what you're listening to in your headphones and what your body's feeling in terms of vibrations. That's why people feel so good after festivals is it just realigns you a little bit. And I'm like, cause I bought the sub pack and I tried it. I'm like, I feel better. I just feel better when I use it. But I'm like, they kind of announced that a new model's coming out. I don't want to be stuck with the shitty old model. So mm -hmm. I returned it. I've just been waiting. They haven't come up mm -hmm. with it. That seems, yeah, that's a good logical take on it. seems <laughs> like it could work. Yeah. Yeah. But when it, it makes went, sense. And yeah. I'm sure there's more science they could like explain it with. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it makes sense. When I get it, and if I go up to Portland or if you come down, like you'll have to try it for a night of just listening to music for like an hour or two. And Did you like, do MDMA and try it? Yeah. Music doesn't do it for me when I'm at home. If you're at, for some is that for you? Like um, when I'm rolling at home, music's like, eh, it's cool. But when I'm rolling like with live music, it's, I'm, you know, it's like an orgasm for an hour and a half. See, and I've never experienced that. Yeah. And right now I'm like, I'm just not a loud music person. I know I'll go to exactly. EDC or something yeah. and be like, wow, this is incredible. But no, EDM music when I'm alone and doing, and I haven't done MDMA in a while now, but that experience is why I'm making EDM music. I'm like, even listening to it out of your phone, it can just create such emotion, whereas other music kind of sucks at it, you know? It's like, it's just dull compared to EDM builds and drops. I'm surprised you're making EDM with vocals, because I always prefer the non-vocal stuff, yeah. I was thinking of naming the first EP with a couple songs. Why do EDM songs always have the cheesiest lyrics? Just to get it out of the way. I fucking know. Yeah, you know, I know why. Why? Because when they do it at like live festivals and everybody's on Molly, it's like, oh, he loves her. That's so cool. Yeah. You know, and I that's what that. I, that's my opinion on it. And I really like like lyricless EDM music, but there's something mm. missing. Like when I was making it, if I took the vocals out of that song, even if I had like a melody going on a piano or some cool synth, sounds empty as soon as I had vocals and I need to mix them better I, once I get that song done I'm gonna put that at the end of a at the end of the, the episode mm -hmm. um, but I mean the, the guest I had on most recently so I'm talking to you two episodes later I talked to Emily Mick and now I'm talking to you uh, episode 107 with Asher I went to a studio afterwards unbelievable speakers and he's gonna like Kenzie went to music school he's gonna help me mix and master the album 
the song, so it'll actually sound really sick. I'm fucking pumped, man. Dude, that would be cool, especially for listening on headphones and stuff. Yeah. It was mixed really well. Like it sounded it. great to me, but I don't have, like, an ear for it. Yeah, and, and I'm realizing that people don't. Like, I'm playing it for, Ken, like, not even my music, but other people's music for Kenzie and stuff. And I'm like, isn't that crazy how they go, like, that, like, you know, I'll make the sound effect. She's like, I don't really notice it. And well, no one I, I talk that. to notices yeah. it. I guess, like, do you watch the Kanye, Kid Cudi, Kid See Ghost trailer? Mm-mm. Oh, dude, they're making an animated show oh, for wow. Kids See Ghosts where he what? voices the bear. Kanye? And Kid, yeah, and Kid Cudi voices the fox. And uh, the, the Murakami guys, the director of it. No way. It's so cool. I'm going to cure Anyway, up this. everybody immediately shit on the mixing for all the voice acting and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like, that's all the comments. And I'm like, huh, I didn't hear that at all. Yeah. Granted, I listened on my phone, but so it just really shows I don't have an ear for it at mm-hmm. all. Interesting. Wait, but it, you, it's sick, though. You, you should watch it for sure. I'm down. What do you have on that list? I'm really interested. Um, I talked about Adderall and kind of like its place in the world because it's fucking incredible. It's incredible. To go on little mini binges of it yeah. and just do all those things. You've been like, I'll get to that. Because if you... This is a big thing that I realized, too. If I have a really cool hobby that I want to get into, if I just do Adderall and start it, and start learning all the ins and outs and get really excited about it and create something where I'm actually like get that satisfaction and pride. I'm like, oh, wow, that's actually pretty good. I'm getting better. Mm-hmm. Then I'm locked in. Yeah. Like that's a part of my life that I think about often. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't wait to do that. And then you can get off it. But mm-hmm. for starting and like ingraining that into your life and schedule, mm-hmm. it's so great. Yeah. No, yeah. I've, I've almost been saying it's like a defibrillator for my energy level because I do it and it allows me to clean, like get ahead on everything that I need to in life, like mm-hmm. editing episodes and getting my room clean and like seeing stuff and doing garden stuff and everything. And that gives me the energy because having all these tasks that are like kind of need to be done clutters up your fucking mind. Mm-hmm. So you get that all done and then you can do a creative task or whatever you want to do in life. It helps an unbelievable, especially with a small amount that we take. It just helps. And kind of how I was, I was talking about, you got me into EDM and uh, podcast. You also got me into Adderall. I was against Adderall too. So that's mm. cool. Next time you find something that I'm against. Dude, I mean, you got me into like a hundred things. Yeah. I wouldn't have written that book. I wouldn't have done, yeah, a lot, but. Possibly I, even weed. Yeah. <laughs> that's so Oh my funny. God. Yeah. It's so funny. I'd be a different human if I didn't meet you and smoke weed. What would life be like if we never smoked weed? I don't know, different. Now I hate it. I mean, I haven't done it. I eight, hate it too? I haven't done it in two years, mm-hmm. but maybe I will someday. I have to be off K. Yeah, so know. what was that like? How long did you go? Just for people listening, last time he came on, he was getting off K, and that's why he was a boring fuck. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, Jesus. <laughs> no, it was great. It was great. But it, I was just told him, like, he's just low energy. And I, was I was also like, on a little bit of mushrooms, too. That'll fucking get you. No, I did one show on mushrooms, and it was Ty Williams. It was like episode, you know, 2019 or something. Yeah. Um, and it was unbelievably difficult for me, mm-hmm. and apparently I was, I was crazy argumentative the whole time. Well, Ty is a pretty, pretty polarizing person. person. Yeah, exactly. But like the whole time, I was just tripping out because like sometimes it almost looks like their nostrils are right under their eye, can like look like a smaller face, like mm-hmm. in their face. And I was like the whole time, I was like, "The fuck's going on, man?" Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I the longest I quit taking K was like over the summer before my surgery. It was probably like. 60 days or something without taking it at all and then I would like take a little bit every once in a while and then I got back into it and then when I moved up I started taking it again because I showed it to Alex and he fucking loves it. Who doesn't? Well most people are like I don't even really feel it. He loves it so much so we just take it together on lunch and go back and work (laughs) you know it's so fun. That's got to kind of reinvigorate to have someone else enjoy it with you. Do you wish that you'd never found it? Like where are you in terms of like viewing it? No totally because I know I can stop doing it. I know I haven't so that's kind of a hard argument to make but it's fine and 
Actually, I did stop for like a month again recently just because I started feeling the negative effects. And, so and I really know end, what those are. Near the end, what are they for you? Uh, irritability, no sex drive. I like the people that I most love in my life. I kind of just am like, ah, you know, fuck you, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like Kim, you know. And so it starts fucking my relationship. And just general fatigue and laziness. So if I feel that, I know where it goes. And it just is shitty and just fucks up my life. So yeah. I just stop. And nice. I feel great right now. I also... It's an amazing pair with Adderall, you know, so. Unbelievable, that. I take, I take that. Oh, less. did you try Eleusine? Yeah, I did, dude. I took it twice this week when I did it, and for some reason it made my chest really tight. Really? And I, like, my heart was beating a little Shit. quicker, and I couldn't breathe that well, and I was like, well, damn, COVID, here we go, you know? Yeah. Oh, fuck. But it was also incredible. Mm. It just, I had two hours of that, and so I'm gonna try it again. Yeah, it only lasts two hours. Every two hours, oh, I take, really? like, I take, like, 100 to 200 milligrams of phenibit, so like a quarter yeah. of a dose, um, and then two scoops, so 400 milligrams of L-theanine, because L-theanine lasts two hours, so I just take that every like two to three hours when I'm uh, on a grinding, uh, yeah. whatever, raging day, um, and it just makes it so much chiller. Really? You yeah. Know, that, it really did make it, once the chest thing wore off, because it was weird, but my mental state during that was amazing, once that wore off, it was such a clean experience with yeah. no motor tics or weirdness or like kind of any of that. I was just like, wow, this is like closer to the limitless drug than yeah. I'm sure it's ever been for me. So that, and especially what can make it or break it for me is another thing you got me into, which is snus pouches. I mean, Alan, oh. Alan kind of got us into it, but you're the one who really like tiger do this. And also I was watching a streams where he'd stream for three hours and he always would chew during it. So I was like, all right, maybe there's something to it. And it's really nice when it's nice, but if you take one too many that night, like you take one out and you put another yeah, one in. Yeah, it sucks. Have you thrown up from it? No, but I felt like shit for like You haven't minutes. thrown up from it? Wow. Sometimes I'll put two in, like often. Two, six milligrams too. Yeah. That's so did using the packs or the, the jewel, jewel just get you way wrecked on your nicotine tolerance? Um, yeah, maybe, I don't know. I hated it at the end. I was fucking mm. threw it away. I, was, I hated it. It's the worst. I'll never do it again. Wow. I've done it. A, I saw we were rolling and I hit it a couple times because it's been amazing when rolling. Mm. I bought like a puff bar or whatever, which is like disposable ones. Fucking terrible. They're just disgusting. It feels, especially on MDMA, yes. and it I feels do like you're way less yourself. nicotine with the Zins. Like I know that there's a lot in it, but I don't keep them in for that long. It's cheaper. I also just am like, hmm, that'll be nice right now versus just hitting it habitually. And I've stopped doing Zins for a while too. And I'm like, oh, I have no side They're effects from it. It's easy to quit. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's nice. I like it. And it's mm -hmm. great with, with Adderall too. Yeah. No. It, and it has to be such a perfect situation because I'm still at three milligrams. And seriously, if I take, sometimes even if I leave one in the whole time, I get kind of nauseous, but especially if I do two. It gets better when you feel it less, I promise. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm trying. It's so funny. I know, to I had to do like that too. Yeah. Where I literally had to like get through, I've told that to Alex, I had to get through the first two weeks of yeah. sins. Yeah. Yeah, and if anything, the first handful of times I'd take it, it'd feel really good for an hour and then I'd feel like shit the next hour. Mm. But I'm like, I know this will go away and now I can take it and I just feel great for an hour or so. And then you I spit, feel. You spit though, right? Um, Do you swallow it? I don't swallow it. Especially oh, okay. if I have mint. Even if I'm talking, like, I'm just mean when I'm talking to someone, sometimes I swear, like, I'm swallowing some of it because I'm mm -hmm. like, I haven't spit in five minutes. Yeah. So that's why I don't do it when I'm talking to people. Um, I get really nauseous if I swallow it, especially the mint. That's why the smooth one. Actually, yeah. I did a show with Cedric, episode 105. If you ever do listen to a show, episode 105 with Cedric is a blast. Really? And uh, I had Zens with me because he smoked cigarettes. I'm like, I don't like when guests get that anxiety from not having nicotine when they mm -hmm. smoke all the time. And he loved them. Really? 
So it was fun. So I might just start having a pack for nicotine guests just because uh-huh. I'm like, you know, you can just, I can just t- like tell when a guest is addicted to nicotine yeah. and they haven't had it in 45 minutes. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's just get you some here, man. Yeah. I, I actually swallow it sometimes if I'm like at work because I like, you know, go on lunch, have a little bit of K, eat my food, throw a Zen in, and then I go back into work and just keep it in. But by then I've already had it in for like 20 minutes. So I swallow it. I don't, it doesn't affect me at all. My biggest concern, wait, you swallow it when you're at mm-hmm. work? Interesting, because I have a mask on. Otherwise, uh, I wouldn't yeah, have duh. one because that'd be easy to tell. Yeah, it's not the end of the world to, to swallow it, from what I hear. Mm-hmm. But um, don't you worry about the gum recession? That's my biggest concern. But I've looked up a bunch of stuff. It's not supposed to do anything, right? It's not like it has fucking plexiglass or whatever else stuff Mm-mm, in it. But it's just, it's just the nicotine. Like nicotine in itself shrinks blood vessels. Mm. So like, just having it in your gums. They're, they're, people are like, well, they haven't shown it with. Zen specifically, but every form of nicotine that you put in your mouth, it's not the tobacco part of it, but the nicotine is what recedes your gum. So I'm like, that's a little stressful for me. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I'm going to stop then. <laughs> I, I, thanks for telling me. You're always on, on top of shit like that. Uh, I guess I just look at like people that I know, like Alex and this other guy that have literally been doing it for like four years. And Alan. All day. And they've had nothing. Okay, cool. And I'm like, okay. Alan puts it under his tongue, which is the most interesting That's part for me. That's so weird. I also move it around all the time, always yeah. switching spots and stuff. Everyone always says to put it on the top. I'm sorry, we're getting way too into this. Give me another thing. I'm just interested <laughs> okay. in what you no, wrote for down. Sure. Like, I, I always feel like we stop these too short. Kim thinks so too. I'm totally down to go for a longer yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, if you want. Griffin doesn't get off till 5.30, <clears throat> so I'm good. Mm-hmm. Was our first one two hours long? I don't know. I, I just like feel like they're always short, but it's just because it's so fun. It's because we're used to... Ro- Dude, I almost want to get a different fucking chair. All right, I read, read one off. Okay. Um, oh something I learned Duncan actually talked about this Tiger's getting a chair one sec is like uh, getting when you chase a creative like hobby for a longer time you kind of feel like you get better at being creative or you kind of access that part of your brain more and Duncan had like a really good quote where he talked about creativity is like an antenna for ideas, yeah. and the longer that you, or the more that you like work on that part of your brain, the better in tune you get with your antenna. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't really feel like, like when you want to have a good idea for the book or the story or whatever, you're not like, okay, time to think of an idea. It's more like you're like letting it come to you or mm-hmm. harnessing it or like making sure that you grab it as it's going by. Because yeah. if I try to think of it, it's way too formulaic, and it's like I'll take from that movie and that movie and a little bit of this show, and then there's my idea. But if it just kind of cruises by and you're able to just be like, oh, shit, that's one. Yeah. That's the ones where I'm like, fuck, yeah, that's a really unique idea. Yeah, I literally just have a Google Docs full of them because especially when you're in the middle. I'm sure writing your book, you probably had so 10 many. ideas for yeah, books. Did you, did you write them all down? Oh, yeah. You got to. Uh-huh. Um, I also get them with jokes a lot where I'm just starting to write them all down. I don't know if I'll have them all in my... Uh, in my like because I do want to have a comedy hour that I'm like I can't do but one of the funniest things I thought of and I don't know if this is too private but whenever I'd walk by you had lube in your room and I re- <laughs> just recently I'm like oh, I'll try getting some of that and I'm like wow lube's like foreplay in a bottle yes isn't it it's yeah like, well, that's I thought, did I not easy. tell you that it's great yeah you did but I yeah. was always like ah you know it's sticky and I'm like no it's lube's not, literally just, just foreplay in a bottle it's just like all right here's saves 20 minutes I'm kidding <laughs> which is the worst boyfriend of words ever yeah no I use it Every single time. It's the best. Yeah. That's no. hilarious. Yeah, I think about that. I did just have it out, didn't I? <laughs> so I was like, all right. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. It's, it's just really interesting living with homies because it's always just, you just know a little bit too much about people. 
and I don't know me and especially because last episode Emily Mick was on I was like do you do this she's like I push people's buttons all the time and it's like it's something where I'm like I don't know if you're one of those people but some people it's like you just know it like I mean I feel so bad about it now but when we lived together I called you fat all the time I don't care I knew I wasn't fat okay cool because I, mean, I was like bigger but it's fine I was also jacked you were I know <laughs> no and, I wasn't and I really think again it's because like the whole time I'm like man I want to be bigger I think people just call each other out for like man I kind of want that you know God damn. Wait, we just have a weird chemistry, just yeah. me and you specifically. I think you'd be fine if it was you, Silas, and Griffin, mm-hmm. or I think you'd be fine if it was me, Silas, and Griffin. I just mm-hmm. think that we have like a weird vibe, that's but that's fine. Thing. I mean, the first time we ever met was on the swim bus, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but we were little baby boys. Yeah, what was I just like? I'm like, hey, have you ever smoked weed? And uh-huh. you're like, no. I'm like, now you're gonna. <laughs> I think we just took like a really weird, similar journey with psychedelics and stuff, like yeah. alongside each other, which was so cool to kind of like, but I think just at a certain point, we just kind of like diverted mm-hmm. and you went this way and I went this way and they're both completely right. Yeah. But it just makes it weird. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, but they're both completely right, but, but my but, way's better. Yeah, but Tiger's an idiot. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, Do you feel like, um, you haven't done Molly with a bunch of people, have you? Mm-hmm. You've just done it with you and Kenzie? Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell me when you do that sometime. If you do it with a group, just does, like doing does it in, just turn in into pathogen. An no, you fucking sure. It, it's funny. You kept inviting me, and you're like, Tiger, you and Kenzie should yes, do MDMA with I, me and, me and uh, uh, Kim. And I'm like, she just wants an orgy. It's not going to happen. You know how I? you just <laughs> said, if you think of anything cool, tell me. I'll get into it. Yeah. You know how I said Orgies sound fun. Cool. I'm not against it's them. Not I'm an just orgy. saying I don't want to be a part of them. <laughs> if, I promise if this happened... Right when it like an hour in, you'd be like, "Man, I was an idiot, dude." Yeah. It's so cool being on a empathogen or whatever people call it with different groups of people that isn't mm-hmm. just your significant other. Yeah, it's just it so be. cool. I just I get so actually empathetic on MDMA that I'm like, I don't want to absorb. Like you know, no, we might just hug for an hour, dude. I yeah. just we did it recently, and me, Kim, and my best friend, I just cuddled like wow. in in I was the middle and just holding their heads. It was the best. Yeah. Do you ever get the feeling when you talk, sit and talking to people? Like do you, do you, do you have this as your frame? for talking to people is whenever you're speaking with someone you're becoming a little bit more like them uh i don't i shift uh, for sure i have different like personalities you know no, based no, no. On who I'm like, talking to like if you hang out with me for a year straight you like even when you're not oh, around me sure. you become a little bit more like me or whoever yeah. you hang out with so when you're around certain people and it obviously depends on how empathetic you're at the moment so whenever around people that i really don't like i'm like i want to be around you the least amount possible because i do not want to become more like you and I feel like on MDMA makes you're so much more empathetic. And I'm like, I don't know. I'd just be really worried about who I'm around. But it's not even like that. It's just you're your most true, realized self. And then you're with a bunch of other people. And it's just everything's good. And you're just hanging out. And you can talk about anything. Yeah. And I'll just bring up anything to you. And you can talk about anything to me. And we just share love back and forth and it's just so cool i get that i just don't i don't know if my 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 most true realized self on mdma or psychedelics people always say like psychedelics like you learn or like you pull back the curtain of reality i'm like if anything my thoughts on psychedelics at this point are almost like it's like a puppet show for your brain where it's like i don't know how real any of it is and i think it's almost dangerous for people to say it's real i don't know maybe it's me for mdma but it surely, it really feels like that because all the parts that are gone, I'm like, fuck yeah, I don't need those. And all yeah. the parts that come around, I'm like, that's awesome. Do you ever get ideas when you're on MDMA that you're like, oh, I could do this with like with these people and like we could all like work on Every a project? Every time, yeah, of course. And have you ever offered it to those people? Uh, uh, yeah. Or have you ever actually done the thing that you had yeah. the idea of on MDMA? Yeah, but it's just not the same. Yeah. It's like when you set things, like we rolled with uh, her like best friends. It's a couple that we were like kind of close and then we became super close and we're on a couple of cool trips and we're like wow we should just do this and this and this 
but then you kind of like come down and you're like oh well they're not my favorite people exactly you know? that's what i mean by i'm like i don't know if i'm my, my most true realized self i just think yeah i get way caught up in the moment of things that aren't really true for sure but it, i guess it pulls away all your inhibitions but you're also really clear-minded so it's just a good no, place I, to be with other people yeah. because they can tell you things that are just so unique to you that they're like, hey man, you're so fucking cool because of this. And then you just take it like, not like it's self-masturbatory, but you're just like, wow, yeah, I am. Fuck yeah, thanks man. And they can tell you like criticisms too. And you just hear it and be like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'll think about it tomorrow or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it just is always cool so weird getting criticisms. Like you're sober mm-hmm. because it's always like, I have a lot of rationale for the majority of things I do, but I'm always like... And everybody thinks they're doing things yeah, right. So exactly. if they hear, well, you're doing that wrong, they're like... <laughs> What do you know? Yeah, it's always just, yeah, no, like, I think it is really good. And then, like, I mean, Kenzie and I, obviously, like, like I get a lot of criticism. I'm like, you know what? Those are really valid. But from other, just, I don't know. Sometimes, like, if, if I could give you a criticism on something, you might just be like, yeah, but you're like, I don't really respect you. So, like, like, like how, I don't know. You like sometimes, It's just good to hear it. It's, it's yeah. like, you know how you ask? Uh, you've told asked me this a bunch of times, how you wish that you could meet yourself and get a first impression of who you are. Yeah, yeah. You can get that from people if you roll with them because that's basically what they give you. They don't give you deep-seated things that you they would know because they don't know you that well. Yeah. But they might just be like, hey, man, like when you meet people, you kind of come off like you don't even care about them or something. like yeah. Stuff like that or mm-hmm. whatever. Like You meet them, you might seem like you're just trying to get through the conversation. Or When I was talking to you, it just seemed like you were waiting for me to stop so that you could talk or yeah. whatever. What's so funny about talking to people like I don't care about them? I just relived the extreme of because that's like almost one of the things that I can re- like when I do not like someone, it's probably the meanest oh, thing I do. Yeah, of course you're so bad about hiding that. I know you're doing it on purpose and yeah. it's fine. But but dude, the time that I got uh, in trouble for shoplifting when I was like 16, a three dollar laser, laser pointer. pointer. Yeah, dude, what I did when the the store owner of Hirons or whatever brought me upstairs, he was really religious. He's like, "Why'd you do this?" And I was just like, "Some Satan, bro." It was like I was literally just the <laughs> polar opposite. I'm like, "I don't care, I don't care." And he just wanted me to be like, "I just feel bad about it," but I was just went the and that's probably why I got in trouble. I'm sure it was a fucking three dollar thing. You would have let me go, but I was just like the like the extreme of just being like, "I don't care that you even exist, bro." Christianity is a fucking joke, and just and it's just a defense mechanism because you got caught. I know. And you're like, wow, fuck you yeah but it is a real <laughs> bad fuck you because i'm like i guess i've never noticed anyone else do it like I'm, no one's ever talked to me where they just genuinely don't care about me mm-hmm. but I, I don't know where i ever got that from and i don't like ju- i try not to do it all the time but i've noticed like at least in high school some people would like confront me they're like they just thought i was being really mean to them it's like sometimes i just genuinely don't know i don't know man but it's i like, mean you're just a different guy that's why you just got to do your thing that's you, why you don't don't listen to criticisms from people because you're kind of a unique dude yeah and you think about everything way more than most people and that's like a curse and a blessing you seem very like you consider every single thing about your life and that's a cool thing to have but it probably like comes off weird but fuck it but do you ever meet people who you can tell they're always being really interested in everyone who's ever talking to them and it just feels incredibly fake and ingenuine yeah if it's genuine enthusiasm though i fucking love people i don't yes. meet enough people that are really enthusiastic mm-hmm. like you're like that my friend alex is like that some people are just kind of bland you know mm-hmm. i don't yeah. i'm like that too sometimes but people don't, don't get excited blend. about shit that mm-hmm. often no not at all and even if it's a little thing like oh man the ufc's on tonight fuck yeah, yeah. you know stuff like that like, that's okay. It's okay to be excited about mundane things. Yeah, or how cool satellites are. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, like just, me and you. The, yeah, just the yeah. last the last week that we were living at the Wom's house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I don't know. I just met so many people where like you see them meeting every single like you just see them talking to other people and you're like, whoa, 
you're just incredible. Like, I'm like, but you can almost see it being ingenuine sometimes. I'm like, I feel like if I'm talking to someone who I really don't like, if I'm like, if I'm not that fake nice to them, and then it's like, all right, people who I am really nice to, like, they know it's like, oh, it's not just a front that he's putting up. Cause I'm like, like when I talk to you, I always try to like, unless we're mad at each other, mm-hmm. I always try being like, bro, I just love you. Like you're an actual yeah. really good human. I just think it's more genuine to not just like be a really ingenuine fake person all yeah. the time. And I want to tell you too, that you seem like you, it could be because I don't see you as much, but you seem like any more evolved tiger than when i was living with you mm-hmm. and you seem way more in touch with like your genuine side yeah. thank you so much for getting me in. that's another thing that's another thing i know because that's another reason that i love rolling with other groups of people because you get to be that so genuine but maybe with strangers because mm-hmm. i'm already really genuine with kim i fucking love her mm-hmm. but genuine with strangers and you like see that part of you and i feel like it kind of conditions me to be able to access that mm-hmm. normally the only time that Kenzie and I ever, I'm not even going to like put this on my relationship, just with women, do you, when they're on their period, <laughs> do you find that to be the hardest time to ever like just be really honest and connect with someone? Hormones yeah. are not, and I'm sure I have hormone times too, where like I definitely get like short and stuff with people. Uh-huh. Like, like, I don't know if men have like periods, but men have like certain times, like maybe it's stress related or whatever. But whenever someone in a relationship is like at that short hormon- hormonal space, that's when it's really hardest to connect. But it almost like builds up to like a, conversational orgasm where it's like a lot of stress like building up and tension and then you just release and you got to talk about a bunch of stuff do you experience mm-hmm. that in your relationship or like the whole like, time are you chill i'm sure kim's listening right now and she's like oh it was like kim. three days ago was it really yeah 100 percent. where she's on her period but then she's you know has a hard time talking about stuff but then brings up some really valid things and we're like, oh yeah we'll put it on the plate and then talk about it and it's great yeah. but you're right it is kind of a weird time yeah and girls might think that we don't know, but I'm always like, oh, here we go, you know? And I get like that too, but with guys, it's like, I want less from her. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, cool, give me some distance, yeah. I'm Oh just my God, chilling. that's me too, and Ken, yeah. because and of that. And they want more. Yes, yeah. they're just like, oh, you're pulling away, now I want more, and it's like, this is the polar opposite yes, of what I Yes, I'm just chilling, like, I just wanna yeah. watch YouTube and kick it, and then I'll feel better in an hour. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but to go against that, it's funny, because like, what I always say, and like, I think what everyone always tries to do is like, I hate when people just build up all this resentment, and like, whatever, like, oh, I didn't do the dishes or 10 times, and it's like, well, why didn't you just tell me the first or second time? But then I don't do it for other people. Like everyone just lets things build up until it reaches a point where you're like, well, now it's a thing, you know? And it's just like, I wish if everyone was on MDMA all the time, they probably would just really quickly and tell each other like, hey, why didn't you help with this? Or hey, when you do this, it bugs me. But they'd be like, oh, fuck, sorry, man. Yeah, yeah. But for some reason, everyone just builds up till it's like, all right, this has happened 10 times. Now I'm like, okay, this is a thing. And then they're like, yeah, but this has happened 10 times. It's a thing. Relationships are just wacky. I know. But I like to wait too, though. I don't like to bring it up in the beginning because maybe I'm just being a fucking douche, totally. you know? Yeah. Like maybe she didn't do the dishes or something or whatever. And then I give it a week. I'm like, I never do them. <laughs> Who fucking cares? Like, it's fine. Or That's you realize so you're funny. like, why am I picking that battle? That's stupid. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you, it, the whole point, the thing that solves everything is if when you bring it up, you just come at it with like a calm yeah. mind. Cause then it doesn't matter how long it's been. It's just like, yo, you don't do this. Can you fix it? Whatever. Cool. Mm-hmm. And I'll fi- and then by the way, I'm going to fix this. Cause I know that you see that my bad yeah. and then you're good. But, but it's just it's so hard. quick and easy. Like, I mean, even you and I, like, we're like, oh, we're chilling. But I get defensive sometimes, don't you? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's the weirdest thing. And it's almost like even like five minutes later, you're like, why did I get so defensive about yeah, that? It's I such know. an innate core reaction yeah. to just be like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't know, man. Shit's like weird. I get that less, though, hopefully, as I move forward, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, you've been in a relationship for three years now? Two and a half? Yeah, it's never with her. It's just with, like, other people, I guess, you know? Mm, yeah, see... I don't know, something I've really noticed, I mean, like, so you have one really good core friend up there who you hang out with all the time. 
best friend, dude. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. We work together every every day. He comes over every night. It's awesome. Yeah. But like, how many people do you think, because like, I've been getting really into community. I think I've talked about it a couple Mm -hmm. times on the show. But you are just watching a group of seven people who always have each other's backs. If someone's a dick, they're all like, oh, and they help them out. And like, it's just a weird thing where it's like, I don't know if that exists in real life. It's weird, man, because I think everyone wants it because of TV. I want it. Who doesn't want it? I want, want it so bad. Eight homies that are always friends. Yep. You can hang out with two of them or all of them. You go yep. to a music festival. You yes. go here. Yeah, it's so yeah. hard. I think you can't find outside of high school. Because they have other friends. They have yeah. other friends. And groups. they might like them more than they like you. Yeah. And then it's like one guy's like kind of out of the loop and yeah. this and that. And it's just, it's hard. Yeah. Because of that, I almost think like growing up, do you feel like you were in a friend group or do you feel like you were always like just outside a friend group or where were you in terms of growing up? I think I was like always really good friends with like one person mm-hmm. and then I dipped into friend groups like twice but I don't think I was ever really ingrained in it yeah I think know? everyone feels even the most popular people I yeah, know have always way. been like I've just never been like the person in the friend group mm-hmm. but it's so weird because I'm like you're like some of the more popular people I've ever met what are you talking about and I'm like I think everyone just sees that fantasizes about it and then they're like oh, I don't have a group of friends that always have my back. So, like, what can we do as a society to fix that? Like, do we just need to, like, put a warning on TV shows? Like, yo, this is, this is like, as unrealistic as fucking porn is. Yeah. I think make less people, or make people less awkward, like, value that more. Because, mm. like, the thing about Alex that I love is that he's just fucking chill. So you can just bring him into any group. Like, I've brought him into a group of six people that he didn't know any of them, and then everybody likes him. Nice. And then it's like... If you can do that, then you can bring different groups together and go do this and have yeah. a camping trip or whatever, and it's fine. But if people are so fucking awkward now. I mean, I'm in too sometimes, but I think I'm better than the average person. You're just not being a very like, awkward person. Hey, man. Yeah. yeah. What's up? You lay in bed with another dude, though? That's so funny. I, I don't think we would have ever laid <laughs> in bed together. Just do DMT. I think we did. We had a sleepover at your house one I remember time. in high school, we would have a sleepover where you would sleep on the ground, and we just stayed up all night talking. Yeah. And I was like, but that I was like, like elementary school shit, which but is But I ended up thing. in your bed, no homo. When we and were doing you, DMT up in college? No, no, no. In high school, I slept. because And you put a pillow wall between us because you're like, so sorry, like at night when I'm sleeping, I just reach out and cuddle something, <laughs> and I don't want to do that to you. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> Jesus. But That's yeah, so I remember funny. that. It's well, fine. At that time, I probably exclusively laid on my back, but now I'm a fucking slide sleeper, and mm-hmm. I hate it. I would do anything to have never gone into side sleeping. Yeah. Kills me. How, how was, what's Fenibit sleep like for you? Is it just insane? Just comatose? Insane. I just wake up groggy, man. It's fucked up. I yeah. wake up sleepy. Wake up fucked up. Eight yeah. hours of sleep, nine hours of sleep, wake up sleepy. The whole morning is just fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Unless I take it. But it's also the best hours. sleep. Yeah. I, if I take it four hours before I go to sleep, it's a lot better. But do you take FFA or HCL, Fenibit? Uh, HCL. So bitter? Yeah. If you get FFA, it's maybe like four dollars more, but you put it under your tongue and it hits you really quick. Mm. And so I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Sometimes I take it at like noon and yeah. I feel like it still helps me sleep. Mm-hmm. But then I don't, I wake up less groggy if I take it early in the day. Yeah. So when I take it right before bed, better get the best sleep in my life. But I'm just like, I hate waking up sleep. Dude, I'm the exact opposite of the majority of people I meet where the majority of people are like, I feel best in the morning. I just feel really low energy at night. I'm like, I wake up feeling my worst and by the end of the night day and night i'm like feels so good so good i feel incredible oh yeah i hate it yeah well it's nice with your like you know free schedule but i would like to wake up early and feel great Mm -hmm. and then at about 8 p.m i don't feel like shit i just get tired it'd be nice to i never just get tired and cozy you know Mm -hmm. what i mean i'm just like absolutely redlining with energy (laughs) and then i'm like okay turn it off and i go to sleep and wake up 
I would love to just like, oh man, I'm just cozy, fall asleep on the couch for a bit. Whatever. I don't know if I could fall asleep on the couch. Exactly. I'd have to be like 4 a.m. or something. Exactly, dude. Uh, are you guys gonna get a cat? Okay, I actually wanted to ask this too. What's, um, what's your guys' plan with Kenzie and like moving in together? Is that still on the? We don't have to talk about it. I yeah. just I'm like I'm always wondering what you guys are doing. No, with that, I know. It's just crazy. Uh, she's gonna get her nursing degree, and I think we're gonna move to Hawaii. Because okay. honest to God, going there for ten days, it's like it's a little paradise. Everything yeah. was better, and then everyone like says like, oh, that'd be so crazy to live in Hawaii. It's like we can't. Like people can actually go move to Hawaii. There's no reason not to. And I'm like, things there weren't as crazy expensive as everyone says. You don't have to make that much money to afford to live there, too. No, food I live wasn't in that Portland, expensive. and I'm loaded. It's fine. You yeah. just don't buy dumb shit and yeah. don't have a really nice car. Exactly. It's fine. Oh, my God. I mean, you just posted someone we know, not going to say their name, works a, probably a minimum wage, maybe a couple dollars more, and just bought a lot of Charger or something. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like nutty. a $40,000 car. That's yeah. crazy. So it's like, but again, if you're just working for money, eventually you want to use the money, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's not... I'm, I just I just redid my budget and I'm just like oh fuck yeah this is not a big deal like yeah. why'd everybody bitch about having like I don't know I make okay money but I don't make a shit ton but it's fine do like, you have I, speakers at your house? Uh, Jambox you don't have like a speaker system? Uh-uh. unbelievably worth the money since I got the KRK speakers and they're not even great they're like if you talk to people oh, I've who are seen actually those with the yellow yeah, yeah, on yeah. the dial yeah and they're really shit common. but I'm like like if I could go back I think I would have just spent a thousand dollars and gotten speakers that would have lasted the rest of my life rather than buying speakers that were like 150 bucks a piece. And it's like, these are incredible for a couple of years, but I'm like, fuck, if you get speakers, get like KRK tens or something. And for what though? Music movies, music movies, every just having really good audio quality. I mean, that's changed music for me. Listen, like I almost like, it's just so out of your way to ever come over to my house. So I don't expect mm-hmm. you to ever do it. Maybe I'll bring them here so you can try them sometimes. That's so weird with, COVID and everything right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, if you can try real, genuine studio monitors, especially if you just have them like at your desk while you're typing, unbelievable. It's as, as better quality music than listening to headphones, except you don't have headphones on. It's mm. out and about. Kind of like, like how the Jambox was when you first heard it. Yes. Where you're like, what? Dude, if you listen to a Jambox this? compared to studio speaker, studio monitors, it's like a phone speaker compared to a Jambox. It's wow. that level of difference where you're like, Whoa, music See, I didn't can be think crazy. That they could make a jump that far after the Jambox. I'm like, too. Jambox is shit to me now. Really? I'm like, it's okay. It's like mobile music for me, but it's like, I still love it. I mean, I've had that. Oh, yeah. I've had them, what, it's six years? One of the best years? purchases we've ever made. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's something where I'm like, if you do have money to spend people that you just want to enjoy, like, a lot of people don't like music. You don't like music lately. I'm not going to listen to fucking podcasts on those speakers, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but definitely. It'd be, be nice for movies. I'm getting in. Oh, dude, I finally watched Miyazaki movies. Which ones? Finally, I watched Spirited Away. Or no, I watched Princess Mononoke first. Pretty good. So good. Yeah. I loved it. Because I'd never even seen a movie like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Crazy. It was Heartbreaking so good. Heartbreaking at times. Oh, crazy. Such a good movie. And then I watched... Such a world. Yeah. Um, Hal's Moving Castle. Didn't watch that one yet. Oh, it is so weird. And then Alex was like, oh, Spirited Away is much weirder it's than this. And I couldn't even imagine that because it was... Spirited Away is like the so best So weird. But it was amazing, too. Incredible. It's just so, like, comforting. It's like a Pixar movie when you're a kid. You're like, ah, yes, oh, you it know? It is. It is a world that you can actually yeah. be in where you're like, nice. And they show blood, so it's not like all childlike. Uh-huh. It's just like... Wow, this is really fucking awesome to be in. Yeah. What, out of those three, which was the best? Um, right, in Princess order. Mononoke was my favorite. Hmm. But then I have my... Did I watch another one? I can't remember. But how's Howl's? Because I'm like, I haven't seen that one. Should I watch it? Uh, yeah, it was really good. I, I would 100% watch it again. I guess I just had a hard time getting over the weirdness. And then the ending was just like, 
absurd. They were yeah. just like, fuck, how are we going to pick up the pieces? And okay, this mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. But it, they can do that. It's mm-hmm. fine. I'll watch it. But just going to like, oh, some speakers that would be good for movies. Studio monitors wouldn't be great at that. Yeah, but you have really to good sound one bar, spot. maybe. Yeah, exactly. You can buy a, a surround sound for like 200 bucks. So it's I like did buy good quality. like a nice TV, and it was such a good purchase. Nice. Right after Black Friday, I got like a 55-inch 4K, wow. the whole thing. It's like a How millimeter much? thick. Like $200. Exactly, yeah. dude. I'm like, or people Everybody say, should have a 4K TV. It's insane. People say the week after Super Bowl Sunday, you can go and ask open box sales and you can mm-hmm. get like that TV for 200 bucks. But like uh, someone I just know bought like similar size, but 60 inch for like $700. I'm like, that's a rip off. That's yeah. crazy. And this is like a nice Sony one. I mean, I don't know. Griffin would probably shit on it. <laughs> All the hurts, man. Like the I'm not bleed. doing anything crazy. I'm watching yeah. movies and <clears throat> it's great. But not sub pack related, but very similar. The the drivers in the sub pack that give you the woof sound. Mm-hmm. You can buy just those for like a hundred bucks, and you can put one of them on your couch. Like you mm-hmm. drill it into the wood on your couch, and people say like an explosion happens in the movie, your whole couch shakes. So everyone on the couch gets to experience it, not just one person with the sub pack. And I'm like. That would be actually really freaking cool. Hmm. Not for music because it doesn't have like the range. It's not like perfectly like attuned. Yeah. So you have to get a sub pack for that. But just for movies or video games, like every time you shoot your gun, your whole like couch is like do, 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 like vibrating with you. Yeah. I'm like, once I have a couch and a TV. Did you ever see uh, 1917? Just for the oh, one no, no, shot no, no. gimmick. The, the oh. World, World War One movie. I didn't. The one whole world entire movie is one shot, yeah. just like Birdman. But it's not. It's actually just two hours of in real time, wow. in an adventure. Is it good? It's really good. And I was worried that the thing was just going to be like a gimmick, but it was actually really fucking good and also so immersive. It's unreal. Like he's running for eight minutes through these bunkers, getting shot at, falling, dirt's exploding, and the camera's just over his shoulder. And you're like, you're there. I mean, I went on the theater, and I was the only person in the theater, and it was so cool. That's crazy. Because that was before uh, COVID, I assume. Yeah. And then, uh, theaters are going out of business. What the fuck are I they going to do? I like that too. I know you're not a big fan, but I really enjoy them. No. It ruined. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for me because I went to a theater to expect like a mm-hmm. Reservoir Dogs like a movie but it was just a hangout movie I'm like if I put that on at home I would have loved it did you watch it again? no oh I watched it at home again and I loved it because I had the same experience where yeah. I went in waiting for Django 2 or yep. Inglorious Bastards 2 and it was not that so but me and Kim just now? watched it in two sittings at home just nice. as like a funny yeah. movie it was so good yes yeah. nice. that's one of my favorites now honestly I like it and uh Avatar The Last Airbender. If you yeah, haven't how seen would you never it, watch, watch that? I thought everyone our age watched that. I one. know, dude. I watched um I watched like the first book maybe when I as it was coming out mm-hmm. or most of it and yeah. I was like, "Wow, this is really cool." And then I don't know what happened, but I didn't watch it. And I turned it back on and like Aang has hair and I'm like, "I'm fucking lost." And yeah. I just never looked at it again. And then I watched it recently, the whole thing in 4 days with Kim. Fucking incredible, dude! Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's one of the best shows ever. It is. It's, it's so, so so good and inviting and funny and warm and great and amazing story. Great character development. Just makes you want to live in that world. It's such a good show. Just enough anime that it's expressive, but not anime enough that I'm I like, know. I don't feel weird watching this. The American anime is awesome. Yeah, where it's a little bit less like mm-hmm. the. Thing, it pops up on their forehead yeah, exactly. and they go mm. and it yeah. gets like that like season a couple like season three it's like their but eyes get big and stuff yeah, yeah. it's tasteful uh, are you gonna watch the second the second uh, series uh, The Legend of Korra yeah I might I might order the comics because they have three comics like long ones that start immediately once the show ends mm-hmm. and it's all about like Zuko and Aang fixing the world and it's like it's just more of the show basically nice. 
So that'd be really cool. From my experience, I don't, I don't want to taint it, but Legend of Korra, just everything that I really liked about Avatar. I've like, heard it's not the same. Yeah, well, I liked like the Buddhism aspect, like all like the Zen stuff, and like it was really cool. They they made it like modern day where there's not. Like, I know it's like in cities. Yeah, and I'm like, that's the whole thing I liked about the Avatar was that it was Zen. It was like, whoa, this is like a really cool like ancient like it was like that was awesome. And then I'm just like, I don't care about modern day benders oh, whatsoever. Yeah, police cars and stuff. Exactly. It's so I'm like, bruh, that's not fun at all. I want like, it to be a little village. You, you know? go out to a fucking desert and there's a whole desert tribe and stuff. Like, yeah, that was like reminds you of like when you're way younger, just like imagining like yes, yeah. It's like that way Harry Potter did for me when I came. It was just that perfect fantasy that just hits this weird level where you're like, oh, I want that to happen so bad, mm-hmm. you know? It's so good. And then I watched, you should watch um, Gravity Falls with Kenzie if you've never seen that show. Okay. It's a kid's show on Cartoon Network that came out just about these two kids that go and live with their great uncle in Oregon. Um, and he has like a sh- the thing called oh, wow. the Mystery Shack yeah. where it's just like a trippy, like, oh, come and see the alien, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's, like, all fake, but it's actually, this whole city has, like, real paranormal things. Oh, cool. And it's supposed to be one of the best shows ever, and everybody, I've seen it on Reddit all the time, but it's just two seasons, It beginning, middle, end. Netflix, Hulu? Where'd you uh, watch it? FX? Fuck, I think it's on Hulu, or cool. Disney Plus, if you have that. But I don't have Disney Plus. I'll, I'll find a way to watch it. Yeah, you find a way to watch it. It's just two two seasons. It's great. It's actually just like really good writing, like an adult show. It's funny. And it has the warm kids vibe. Nice. I want to go back, and this might be too private if it is, just be like, no, just next topic, or just read off the next one. But you mentioned Harry Potter, which it just immediately makes me think of the J.K. Rowling thing that happened. Mm. And we don't have to get into it. But I remember when you were living in, when we were living in, uh, at OSU, that Kim was pretty, like, quite left wing, mm-hmm. and you were just like, just more in the center. And for my relationship, like, I'm pretty in the center, and Kenzie doesn't care about politics at all. It's something I respect even more from about her every day as I'm like, she doesn't give a fuck. She doesn't believe it at all. I'm like, is, is Kim still left wing? And is it hard to like to have that in a relationship? Because I imagine like if I was far left wing or right wing or if Kenzie was, I'm like, that would be so hard because there's no end to those conversations that are productive. It's just like everyone just believes their own side, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I like caring though. I Kim's yeah. like Kenzie. She doesn't care. Oh, if wow. an issue comes across her plate, mm-hmm. she's going to lean left, but it's always like in the service of helping people like nice. she's got a really rational views on it she just gets passionate yeah. about it you know like As not really black lives matter but you know like gay people or this or that or people getting bullied she just gets passionate and just gets like worked up about it but yeah. it's always like i totally agree with her always yeah. but she doesn't care that much or even pay attention to nice. the news that much and i'm like telling her stuff and she's like huh really that happened and i'm like how do you not how is but it? don't Do you, you not respect feel? that? No. Don't you want, oh, I want to be like I that want, so much more? Because I'm like you where I'm like, I'm reading it on Reddit. Yeah. And I'm like, this is so interesting. I'm like, they're probably so much more at peace for just being like, I don't, like, I I don't want to be ignorant to it that. though, man. It's like, I just want to be paying attention to it, you know? Mm-hmm. But I just feel like, how do you pay attention where it's a genuine unbiased news and not just like someone's opinion on what happened and then you're so tainted by what you just read? Yeah, if it... I don't feel like it fucks with me that much. I just like to know what's going on yeah. and like be in the conversation and be able to like, I don't know. Just talk about it. Say my piece and talk about it and just know what's going on. And like, yeah. if I'm ignorant to it, I would not give two shits about the Black Lives Matter thing, but I obviously do because it's fucked up. So it's yeah. good to like, just be aware of it. So if it comes across your plate, you can know about it. I don't know. It's like, you just should care about the events of the world. Yeah. The world's going a crazy fucking direction. I don't want to just be ignorant to it until it's, 
over or whatever. It makes a really good point. For me, I'm starting to see it just like sports where it's like all this sports people always talk and they just like say stats and things that they heard sportscasters mm-hmm. say and they're like, that's a really good thing to say. I'm going to say it to someone else. Like It does get brought up in conversation yeah. way too much. And, and yeah. just everything, every time someone starts talking about something political, you can tell that nine times out of ten, they're saying something they heard or read somewhere rather than like, oh, you know what, I actually kind of like thought about it more and like, here's my take on it. Yeah. You just never hear that. You just, same with sports where people are just regurgitating what they heard broadcasters say. Mm-hmm. You can just hear people regurgitating what John Oliver or Joe Rogan or all these people say. And I'm like, it's it's just really hard to like, it's just being, it's just because it's an election year, I'm hearing about it way too much, which makes me want to tune out. In the average year, I love hearing about it. It's like, yeah. wow, that's interesting and it affects me. I don't listen to any of the politics stuff i'm just really paying attention to covid and it also really just affects my job too i don't know it's just i just like being on top of it because all of our patients are like high risk because they've all had brain injuries and i get a lot of really wealthy people through there that are like hardcore anti-vax no mask fuck that trump's the best and it's just really interesting meeting that person because that's like a meme that you see on Reddit, like mm-hmm. that type of human, and getting to interact with them for 30 minutes just talking to them, I'm like, whoa, you are, it's just crazy. It's a crazy type of person, dude. Yeah. And far left wing people, I'm not even gonna like, no, like for, say for one the, size, sure. but uh, I heard, ooh, who was it? It was the magician who went on Rogan, uh, Penn and Teller. Yeah. Um, he was like, he said something to a vegetarian, he like invited the vegetarian out for dinner. He's like, I want you to really explain your point of view because I'm, I'm really on board and I want to believe it. And after dinner, he was like, you know what? I really respected your point of view until I heard you talk about it. And I was like, that's how I feel about far left and far right wing people. I'm like, I kind of read the gist of it. I'm like, oh, I totally see where both of them are coming from. And then you talk to a far left or right wing person. I'm like, oh, I take it all back. I'm the opposite of you. Like far right-wing people make me more left-wing and far left-wing people make me more right-wing to yeah. the point where I'm like, bro, it's just, it's chaos out there, I man. I know, I still think the majority of people are just chilling in the middle yeah. and looking at each thing with a rational mind. I just, I don't know, it has to be the case. I think it's I just the so. loud minority that are insane and they spend all their time screaming so it makes it look like it's you a lot said loud, loud minority people. you just rephrase it so you're not just talking about like loud black people talking oh, about yeah. black, like the, the minority yeah. the minority a, a small of, amount of people that are that radical yes, on either side of the yes, spectrum yes exactly and then the majority are just in the middle just save your career from that sound buddy <laughs> <laughs> those loud I minorities <laughs> yelling I know cancel time dude no I believe I mean uh, you probably don't watch her but what's her name um, Jenna Marbles just stopped her show for that was going for 10 years. Kenzie would watch it every week. She loved it. You really like it too? No. Yeah, <laughs> I love it, man. I know who it was. It's like a I always YouTube thought she was a person. makeup person. She I wasn't. She was Apparently too. she was a comedian, which, I mean. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, but real uh, funny. the fact that she stopped because 10 years ago, literally or like eight or 10 years ago, she did a Nick Minaj skit where she was tan face. So she's like, I feel just so bad about it. I'm going to stop. They remove an episode of Community because Chang, the Asian guy, is a black-faced elf. He's like, I'm a night elf. And I'm like, yeah. and then just all these things where I'm like, what's going on? So just, John Stewart was on Joe Rogan yesterday. Yeah. And I listened to it and it was, it was great. I love that guy. It's great. Daily I wish guy. it wasn't Zoom, but yeah. So when he talked about like how we're in the symbolic stage mm-hmm. and that's just about like deleting stupid shows and doing this and that, that was a good take because that's like stepping towards Mm-hmm. The stage of actual progress. I'm. A, I don't give a fuck about statues. I don't give a fuck about. No, fuck them. Take them down. It's stupid to have them up anyway. I go this far, dude, and I haven't said this on the show because no one <laughs> defends this. But fucking everyone's condemning the actual like rioters. And dude, if I was in a fucking city 
and the police weren't going to do anything that night, I would absolutely go to a jewelry store or someplace and be like, all right, fucking free money. There's no chance oh I wouldn't do that. God. So I can't condemn. And I know there's a horrible thing for me to say. And I do agree. It's probably bad for the movement. Like I'm one of those people who thinks it's probably far right wing people pretending yes. to be protesters 100%. to hurt their movement. But I'm like, bruh. Like, yeah. especially if I was like, okay, I'm out of work. I might be homeless and the world's going to shit. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck, like Target has paid a lot of money against minorities. Like they've paid out $3 million lawsuits for not hiring black people. And they, yeah. they pay the police and surveillance. So I'm like, yeah, fuck Target, burn them down. Yeah, I would totally do it in any other circumstance. Like let's say some sports team wins and then riots yeah. start. I'm like, right. here we go. Yeah. But with this, it's like, it matters. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't want to like take away from that. Yeah. But I'm not against like, getting some free shit from Walmart, <laughs> fuck them. Everyone's yeah. condemning them on both but sides. But this time, like, it's like, I can it see just it. fucks it up. Yeah, so. no, it totally fucks. And I guess that's more more or less the, the thing I'm on. Or like yeah. if Hurricane Katrina happened. And obviously, don't hit <laughs> oh small businesses. God. And the whole thing that people Not are like, small, but yeah. just don't hit black small businesses. I'm like, don't hit white small businesses either. Don't hit any fucking small business. But Target, you know they're fucking insured. Fuck Target, yeah, man. Yeah, fuck Target. And the whole thing is people I like... I actually hate Target lately. I yeah. hate them. Yeah, I don't know if you read into them. Like, they're bad, man. But the <laughs> no, whole thing is, it's like, COVID happened, they didn't close their doors for a day because people were dying, but as soon as their stores start getting rioted, they close all their doors. So it's like, they just care about things and money, not actual people. Yeah. I just ordered a poster frame from them and they're like, <laughs> you can pick up tomorrow in the store. And then the next day came and it said, it'll be shipped to you in nine days. And I said, I don't want it then. They said, yeah, oh, you can't cancel it. Went, ordered it <laughs> from a different store. Then they are like, yeah, you can pick up tomorrow. And then they actually let me pick it up. I pick it up. It's <laughs> fucked. And they're like, ah, yeah, you can return it in a week. And I'm like, cool, I gotta make another trip. Go what to Fred Meyer, it's right there, I just grab it and leave. Yeah. I'm like, fuck Target. I don't know, it was just stupid. Oh my God. Yeah. That's just fucking... Frame. I printed like a, I went on Adobe Illustrator and made like a sick poster of my book cover and then printed it and put it in a nice frame so it's kind of like a movie poster mm -hmm. for my book. That's yeah. hilarious because I did the exact same thing with my album. Oh, really? I printed out a big like two two foot by two foot square of my album cover, and I called the local frame shop. I'm like, "Yo, can I get a frame for this?" They're like, "Well, squares are odd shapes, so we don't normally do it. We're gonna have to custom." I'm like, "How the fuck's a square an odd shape?" And yeah. I'm like, "All right, yeah, I'll order." Square is D shape. And they call me and they're like, "All right, it'll be ready Monday. You can come pick it up." And I was living in Corvallis, so I drove down from Corvallis to pick it up. And their store was closed that day. They're like. And they just had a sign on the door. They're like, oh, we're closed. I'm like, I just drove an hour to see you. And so they'd call me like every month for like the next year. They're like, are you going to come pick this up? I'm like, paid. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, no, fuck you guys. Yep. Drive fucking two hours to not have it. So yeah, I just bought one for Fred Meyer. I also made a sweet. I'm getting kind of digital art. Did I show you that picture of Lady that I made, my cat? Yeah, I like it. Dude, it came out so good. So yeah. I printed a poster of that and have it in the bathroom. It's funny. No, it's killer. Um. But yeah, man, I don't, dope. I don't know if I'll ever move up to a so just because you put a Zen in for people who hear you mumbling. I'm kidding. No, like I've, I've absolutely <laughs> done shows with, with Zens in. Is um, it bad? I don't think it sounds no, bad. No, it's okay. not a lot. I was just fucking with you. Like, did you immediately Ish. go to the six milligram or did you start there? Uh, I, mean, did you I just went there? to the six because that's what Alex did. I didn't even know a three existed. I think he just gave me one oh. and it was fine. Nice. So I guess I must just have a tolerance to it from Zen or from Bro, I get Jewel sick from threes, but I'm like, I want to get sixes because... The threes and the sixes cost the same amount of money for the same amount. So I'm like, I'm just getting half as much. Yeah. I just feel gypped out of that shit. <laughs> I mean, you'll get there soon. <laughs> I'll get there soon. Man, my you'll nicotine addiction will hopefully yeah. age a little bit better. Um, but yeah, man, we just hit an hour and 20 minutes. It's five o'clock. So yeah, we got to head call over. It. All right. Thanks, bro. Love you. No, wait. Do you Love want to promote everybody. your book on Amazon? Promote my book? Yeah. Like yeah. The, my book is called Life After, and it's written by Rick Hubble. And it's amazing, and it's pretty long, but it has some cool art. 
from uh, Kim, my best friend Alex, and my dad actually. And look at me and let me take a photo, just so we don't forget. Hold it up. Dank. You look beautiful. You're a gorgeous yeah, human being. It's great. And you should check it out. And there's a black and white edition. It's only $9. If you just message nice. me on something, I'll send you one for five because I can get author copies. And I just want people to read it because I work super hard on it. And I actually think it's really good. So Link in the description. I'll put your Instagram in the description. Thanks, bro. Love you. Take care. Bro.